All right, welcome in episode 91 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Jadon, and with me today, as always, Spencer Maddox. We have that world championship glow about us now that the Braves are the world Absolutely. champs. Spencer, you look like you're a world champion. Best in I'm the world, world baby. Champion. Best in the world. Not just the country. This isn't a national championship type of thing. No, there's at least two countries involved in this. World title champion Hot Grits Podcast. Let's go. Plenty of titles. Hanging on the wall over at Coach's Corner, our number one sponsor, the number one sports bar in the Savannah area. Owner John Henderson and those guys have been doing a lot of great work throughout the Braves playoff run. That's wrapped up, but hot beer or hot hot wings. Hot beer, baby. Hot wings, cold beers, and 1.96 billion televisions. All that's still going on over at 3016 East Victory Drive. Go to Coach's Corner, tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and they will hook it up for you. Live music uh, going all winter uh, in the Sound Garden. Hot, hot beers. <laughs> yeah, and really, really warm beers. Uh, great service over there. And really, any sport you want to watch now that baseball is done, I mean, football, basketball, lacrosse, cricket maybe. Straight up. Go see them. 3016 East Victory Drive. Like them on Facebook. Check out the Rubbin' and Grubbin' YouTube show with Brandon Bain, the NASCAR guy, the Atlanta man, and producer Lawrence Bennett, as well as the coach... Carl Damasi, um, you can find that on Carl Damasi's Facebook page as well as the Coach's Corner Facebook page. So check them out. Call ahead if you want to call your order to go, 352-2933, 352-2933, and tell them we sent you. All right, Spencer, let's do it. 91st time, the Hot Grits Podcast. Ain't nobody I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. You might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, cranking a or something. Yeah. Him right in the face. Punch a little baby right in. We'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. <laughs> okay, 91st time, the Hot Grits podcast. Spencer, we are world champions the braves are world champions Best in the world the parade has happened it was a ferris bueller type of scene in atlanta and uh the braves have really broken the curse man ding dong the witch is dead you took my joke it's all good okay go i hold, said hold that. On. let's run it back. I, so i said that before the pod just no you can let's start over let's start over all right all right all right okay all right here we go Right, the Hot Grits Podcast for a 91st time. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, oh witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong, the fucking curse is dead. Your Let's Atlanta go. Braves are the 2021 Come World on, Series dude. champions. That was and pretty good. We got them there. Yeah. We brought them from the depths yeah. of the NL East oh, to yeah. the top of the world. The top of the world. Yeah. The mountain that's, the mountaintop. That's where we're at. The mountaintop, dude. The cult's alive and well, baby. <laughs> the curse is dead. The cult's alive. So now, now we have our sights set on much bigger things. Yeah, now yeah. all curses are here. broken. Yeah. Not just the Braves. Yeah. Everybody. We talked about this before. Right? Everybody in yeah. the state of Georgia has a come up. Yep. The Falcons immediately win the next week. You know right. what I mean? Georgia Southern hires Southern Cal's former coach. Out of nowhere. Slam dunk. <laughs> yeah. You and it's going mean? to go to like a spread offense. Yeah. That's uh, why we're going to start passing the ball down in Statesboro, bro. Even the hot. Oh no! Never no, mind. no no no! The, the, the Hawks aren't good yet. Not the but Hawks. The, you know that there's it's like uh, Spencer's law. If the Braves That's win, right. the Hawks must lose. Now the Braves have won; their season's over with. So now the Hawks may rise. That's you know right. What I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Braves had such a great run. Yeah. Therefore, if so facto, the Hawks had to have a bad exactly a bad an start, equally bad. That's run, how not just that a works. Run. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They've done that. They're four and six. The yeah. Hawks are. We'll get to those boys in a little bit but the falcons, <laughs> the falcons are uh four and four and they're heading towards an over 7.5 right spencer will have time to gloat on that but first and hold on it's hold all on. about the atlanta braves it, it is it is and just just to like further this uh like further the understanding of this law and how the hawks can never play good <laughs> okay. while the braves okay keep in mind that when the braves were having their awful start the Hawks were also playing postseason basketball and making the run that no one ever thought they would make. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and right. then they finish, right? They wrap up as losers in the Eastern Conference Finals, which they should have been winners. They should have won the whole thing. It's all good. I'll, never let, I'll never let it go. All good. The Braves immediately start winning baseball games. You know what I mean? They make trades. They make moves. Now they win the World Series. Where does that land the Hawks? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, so, so, 
and they're they're four and five, and we'll get to the we'll get to them, dude. That's fine, and that's all good. The Braves are the best in the world, dude. They're the best in the world, and we're gonna take full responsibility yeah. of the first world title in twenty six years. Yeah, let's victory lap this right now, dude. despite despite all the haters. You guys yeah. were asking for Brian. I remember somebody said Brian Snicker needs to get ejected more. Like how stupid is yeah, that? Yeah, what an idiot. Who would say that? What a stupid asshole. Not us. I remember I remember somebody wanting Brian Snicker fired because he was leaving people in the World Series. I remember clearly, that as well. Clearly shouldn't have been in the game and having Dansby Swanson bunt for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. So we're going to But those people were wrong, dude. Give this man a race. We're going to start with the Braves. I don't think we really need to re- – we're a week out from them winning the title, so yeah. we don't really need a recap. But immediately after they win the title, like, things start to come up. I mean, yeah. Freddie Freeman's now a free agent. As we record this, Freddie Freeman is a free agent. So that is terrifying in and of itself. Jock Peterson turns down a mutual option, his side of a mutual option, that I think a lot of people thought he would accept. Yeah. It was $12 million, I think. So – he declines that. So well, he he's wants, a free agent he now. wants so, like a long term contract. Right, right, understandably. Yeah. Solaire's a free agent now. Uh, you know, a lot of things. Uh, Rosario's a free agent. Yeah, he See, Rosario's not coming back. I mean, I, I would be willing to bet if they if they only brought back one of them, not including Freeman, they would bring back Rosario. What about Duval? Duval's arbitration eligible now. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna bet that Duval gets around what do you give Duval? Six, six million? Six to nine. Yeah, six nice. Yeah. Nice. Six to nine. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I was going to say somewhere around six million. He, he might get more just because he hits the ball so damn hard. Like, he, he hits a lot of homers. So those guys tend to be outpaid, outsized, you know, salary-wise. But Here's a quote from Alex Anthopoulos uh, about next year's team. Also, Spencer, learn to speak outsized salary-wise. <laughs> Baseball guy. Yeah. Quote, we're expected to be good again, Anthopoulos said. I work with a little bit of fear of failing at all times, not of employment or anything like that. But you don't ever want to fail, no matter whether you won the World Series or not. End quote. So Anthopoulos so he, obviously he knows. felt like he was gonna get fired if he didn't win the World Series this year. Basically, that's what that's what that meant. Uh, not not no. I don't think that's what that meant. <laughs> I live in total fear of getting fired. Uh, not not employment wise though. Just just to be clear about that. Uh, More from Anthopoulos. Uh, I haven't seen this yet. Quote: We have a lot of free agents, and we like to have them all back. Obviously, because they played so well for us. But realistically, that's going to be near impossible to pull off, end quote. So I think power rate the free agents. Okay, first off, let's differentiate who's arbitration eligible and who's a free agent. Right. The following guys are arbitration eligible, therefore— And clearly I understand what that means, but for the listener, go ahead and explain it. You know what I mean? If you have more than X number of years of MLB service time, you are arbitration eligible, and that means that— at the end of your deal, the Braves will offer one salary. Your side will offer another salary, a higher one. And then the arbitrator will decide. Yeah. And they don't decide somewhere in the middle. They decide one or the other. Right. I'm pretty sure. So, But if you're arbitration eligible, you're probably coming back. Those are Dansby Swanson, Luke Jackson, Adam Duvall, uh, Nutsack, Max Freed, Mike Soroka, and Young Handsome. All those guys probably... I would say 99% coming back. Right. These are the true free agents. And so I want to power rank these. Freeman, number one. And then in no specific order here, Peterson, Adrianza, Soler. Those are the guys. I mean, I don't think there's any question. And Rosario, correct? Yeah. Well, oh yeah, and Rosario. I'm sorry. Duh. Yeah. What did I say? Oh, I said Adrianza. Yeah. Adrianza doesn't really fit in. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh... He doesn't fit in. <laughs> It's Freeman Rosario. He did come up. He did come up with a big hit in the World Series, though, and uh, I think Braves fans will remember him forever for that. Yeah, but, well, he was a solid player, a good yeah, bench player. He could yeah. still come back too, but I don't. He's not in right, the conversation so if, with Freeman. If I can power rank them, I would go Freeman, obviously. Duh. Right. All right. Freeman, Rosario, Soler, Peterson. To me. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I agree. But that I would say that that's also not the order that they are likely to come back. And if that makes sense, like, yeah. So those are the best. Those that's are the how best I would players. The four, but I think I, Solaire is the most likely to come back. Really? Yeah. I think Peterson would be more likely than Solaire. Really? Just like money wise? Yeah. I, I would guess Solaire would get more. Yeah, but I mean, you don't you don't think uh, Liberty Media sits back and takes in their whatever it is quarter three earnings 
realizes how much they just made off of winning the World Series and says, holy shit, there might be something to having good players in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you don't think they that's give a them a little point. bit more? Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I don't even think that's something Anthopolis would under like be able to grasp yet. Like The amount of, re- like, well, it's unclear yet, but there will be more resources available based off of winning a World Series. For title. sure. And that's not even really a matter of opinion. That's just yeah. proven track record. But I, I like... To me, it's going to determine that Freeman has to get done first. Right. Not, cause, not just because he's the most important, but because the size of that contract is going to determine so many other things. Um, the Braves are still getting handcuffed by Marcelo Zuna, and that's not going to go away. Like, that contract is going to screw them. It's hovering over them. They don't know yeah. what's next. They don't know if he's ever going to be able to play again. The yeah. chances of him being back in a Braves uniform are... So slim, yeah. That it's almost there's nothing that could happen where it won't be a detriment to the payroll. It won't be a detriment to the roster. I mean, that that's gonna really hurt them. I think yeah. more than people understand. But Freeman has to get done first. There's nothing the commissioner could do. Like he can't place him. If if he goes to jail, he could place him on like a special exempt list. You know what I mean? Where sure, it doesn't count. None of it matters after December. But he's 1st. not going to jail. That's the thing. On December first, the current collective bargaining agreement expires. Right. Therefore, anything. On the calendar after December 1st or anyone left unsigned after December 1st is truly a wild card. Like there, there is no guarantee after that. There yeah. could not be a baseball season next year yeah. after December 1st if they don't come to an agreement, you know, before spring training. So that's possible for sure. What'd you think of the parade? Did you watch any of the highlights? I, I watched a little bit of the highlights. Uh, it was rowdy as hell. I, I, my favorite, my favorite shot, weirdly enough. Uh, was like a zoomed out shot of the bus just flying the down. The bus was moving so fast. Oh my god, dude, that was nuts. Why were they going so fast? <laughs> <laughs> Why were they moving so fast? That was rowdy as hell, dude. That was awesome. Uh, something Atlanta about that is if you've ever driven in Atlanta, that's how they actually drive. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Me and you almost died in Atlanta one time. You remember that? Yeah. Dude, we had that a hard time rowdy. getting out. Yeah. In a uh, in an act like a rental car, me and you both almost died. Yeah. Somebody doing something similar to that. Uh, then Tyler Nutsack getting uh, oh just, yeah, just absolutely almost arrested by an Atlanta police officer. I sent it to a, a bunch of people, and I was like, dude, this gives me Marky Mark shooting Jeter in the other guy's vibes. Like, <laughs> yes. hardcore. Dude, like, what an idiot, that cop. Oh, my God. Thank Jeter's God. a biracial angel. <laughs> yeah. Dude, thank God that, ga- that guy's name hasn't come out because he would just – he would be the bane of Atlanta. Can you imagine if – if he, if he, if you put one hand on Nutsack, yeah. I mean, yeah, out of, out of all the people on the team, he might be the third worst to do that to. You know what I mean? Yeah. After that run, maybe Soler and Freeman right ahead of him, and maybe Max Freed ahead of him. Other than that, like Tyler Nutsack's probably he's up there. You know, with the untouchables. You want Pretty Pablo rough. Sandoval? You want to arrest somebody? Have Pablo yeah. Sandoval. Here, here's Pablo Sandoval. He's easily, if, easily tracked. Dude, him. imagine if this guy actually arrested Tyler Matzik. You know what I mean? I have a feeling to move, that, dude. He would have had to move. His whole family would have had to have yeah, Do we re-sign the cop or do we re-sign Nutsack? Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll take Nutsack. And that's his, his kids would have had to change schools and shit. Um, Isn't your dad the one that arrested Nutsack? Do you want to take credit for giving Austin Riley a nickname, sticking to it all season? Yeah, even when even when he was only hitting singles and you know, and therefore starting a trend that baseball Twitter and baseball social media has just gone off on these nicknames no i don't i don't want to take credit for it dude it's bigger than me at this point you know what i mean you're not a hero yeah it's bigger it's bigger than one man credit to me for being humble as hell but (laughs) yeah dude it is big like he is the youngest most handsome babe ruth i've ever seen in my entire life i I will say that i agree he's young he's handsome and he is actually babe Ruth. and all this shit about uh shohei otani being the japanese babe ruth nobody wants dude nobody wants thought that austin riley would come out of nowhere change positions as well from left field to third base, or excuse me, third base to left field, back to third base. Babe Ruth also played left field. People forget about that. You know what I mean? So throw that into the mix. What do you What do you think Rob Manfred thought? That was a crazy rant right there. <laughs> I like. I just wanted to stay out of the way. What do you think Rob Manfred thought of the Braves winning the title? Do you think he cares at all since they took the All Star game? Oh uh, yeah, I think he was a little salty for sure, especially with the tweets that were thrown his way, like the angry Braves fans. There were ample yeah. amounts of those, yeah. too, because it, it, like this is what we said when they took the All-Star game. 
I say, look, the voting law, I don't know. Perhaps it needs a lot of changing. Maybe it's super racist. I don't know. Eh. I don't know. But here's the thing. When you take, and, and the big media, and I never, ever would take this stance, but people like Buster only defending the decision because how virtuous they are and, and how in touch with the voting laws they are, they defended the decision to leave Georgia. And then when the World Series came, those same media members are back in the national spotlight with an opportunity to shed light on the voting law, and they didn't they don't say, shit. say a word about it. No, they everyone they don't care about it. Everyone just caved to pressure. That's all it was. And and it didn't work. Guys like, like Buster we knew it wouldn't work. Guys like Buster only is a great example. They literally only spoke out just reactively. Yeah, reactively, and it's not like what are they gonna really say? If they say if they say anything in support of Atlanta, it could actually ruin their career. So they have one of two choices. Shut up, which they'll never do, or speak out in support of the MLB for doing this. It's so corny, dude. But I I, I actually am sick of like mainstream sports media. That's why you should come to us for your news. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Matt, your boy Maxi Freed won the gold glove for the National League pitchers. Prop one of the least important awards uh, ever is also the gold the glove for pitching. S- the silver slugger in the NL. <laughs> he should get the silver it slugger. He should, dude. Uh, those come out November 11th, Cy Young November 17th for those interested in Fucking the Fucking snub of the year that he wasn't an MVP conversation. I think dude. Snicker definitely in the conversation for NL manager of the year. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I would think so. Craig Council would get. A lot of looks. Too. I don't know. It's it's tough, dude. Like a team only wins eighty eight. I, I know they ended up winning the World Series, but if you just go by the regular season, it's pretty tough to vote him manager of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really like that Craig Council pick. Craig Council yeah. is is one of the leaders in the clubhouse. I, yeah. think. I mean, Gabe Kapler in San Francisco is also like I would think a pretty pretty high choice. Yeah, I agree. He's also got a great baseball guy name. <laughs> Executive of the year, Anthopolis should be getting that. Um, and then Dark Horse, there's, the National League MVP award is, I think, at least up for debate. And people, you know, that f- track that kind of thing, I at least believe that, you know, other people besides the guarantees. Riley's are, not going to win it, right? No, but it's not just about I mean, winning it. It's about, like, you do. He's going to get votes. You do at the end of your career. For sure. Tally how many times you can't come in the top five of the Cy Young or top five of MVP. Right. I mean, that kind of thing does matter, I guess, in the long run. Um, all right, let's move on. I mean, on. I, sh- I, sh- I should say Bryce should and will win it, I would think, in the NL. Uh, that would be my pick. That's your pick? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I want Riley to win it, make no mistake. He obviously deserves it, but Bryce should and will win it. Probably. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll say the same thing. Um, we have a new sponsor, Spencer. Let's talk about dugout mugs. We got our mugs in today as we're yeah. recording this on Monday. Oh, yeah. Dugoutmugs.com slash Braves. Use code GRITS, G-R-I-T-S, for 30% off your entire order. The Braves are the 2021 World Series champs, and so to commemorate that title, we're teaming up with dugoutmugs.com on a special offer for our listeners. Um, look, we have ours. These things are laser engraved, officially MLB licensed. 2021 World oh, yeah. Series collector's items, really. They're made from real wood bats and metal bats using the barrel of the bat, and then they hollow it out and put an interior in there where you can drink hot beverages, cold beverages, anything. They have shot glasses, wine glasses, uh, beer mugs, coffee mugs, a bunch of different stuff. So use code GRITS, G-R-I-T-S, to get 30% off of your order for the entire site. We are really grateful to be teaming up with dugout mugs and they're a tremendous company with a with a really cool backstory and sort of a grassroots effort to get this company absolutely going. and if dude if you're a memorabilia guy if you are someone you love yeah. is memorabilia guy this is like top-notch stuff especially for the dollar like oh you're, yeah you're not really memorabilia guy right no i'm not but, but like I, things change when you win a title and, yeah, and they that's become true. officially licensed like that's true over time like i have some red sox stuff that like i still think is pretty cool yeah that's officially licensed Stuff like I'm, I, I am big time memorabilia guy. I'm gonna drink from the mug. I'm gonna have one of the mugs as a daily drinker. One of the mugs that just sits on the uh, you know on the home bar on the bookshelf. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah on the bookshelf with your with your anthology of books. Yeah, I um, read a lot. These are great gift items. So anyone you know that's a Braves fan or really any kind of fan of any major league baseball team, you can use this code Grits for thirty percent off the entire site. 
So dugoutmugs.com slash Braves. Better hurry because these things always sell out before the holiday season. So go ahead and get that going and use code GRITS, G-R-I-T-S. All right. Um, I, I did want to talk about this. I Okay. Uh, so longtime listener, longtime friend of the podcast, uh, Mike Dub has a wedding this past weekend. Yes, sir. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, yeah. Congrats, Mike. That was awesome. Uh, you weren't there, though. No. Couldn't. Were you sick? <laughs> no. What happened? No. Call out? <laughs> no, I didn't call out. You really want me to explain to you what happened? No, no, no. It's fine. I, I know you're busy. But it's all good. The rock and roll I, marathon fucked me. Okay. Now, the right, rock and yeah, roll yeah. marathon fucked me. Dude. The weather was... I can't even describe it to people that are outside of Savannah. The weather on Saturday was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Oh, it was brutal. And I'll get there. So, as as you know, and if you're a long-time listener of this show, you know that, yes, Mike Dub is a long-time listener, long-time friend. We got to put all that to the side, dude. All that to the side because it's time for our favorite segment of all time, possibly. Like, one of our most popular. We got to review that wedding. You know what I mean? And it's... <laughs> This is a cold, hard review, dude. This is no bias, you know, no soft stuff. We go to our friend's wedding. It's a, it's a, it's a miracle that I keep getting invited to weddings, honestly, because this is there's Agreed. been like several hours of me reviewing weddings, um, and I gotta grave this one on a curve because, like you said, the weather was so shitty, dude. These guys, these guys stood in the pocket. They faced the blitz. You know what I mean? It was an inside wedding, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, went- well, well, well kind of. Like, there was supposed to be some outside. So, like, it definitely messed up. It definitely messed up some things. Okay. And it was like a pain in the ass to get down to Tybee. People were late. Like, it's just kind of chaos because yeah. it's raining so bad. Right? Uh, but they stand in the pocket. They face the blitz. They show poise, dude. <laughs> I mean, that that's really what you got to kind of, like, how you got to grade this is, like, on a curve. Like, how did they how did they face the rush? How did they face the pass rush? And, dude, I'm going to give this, and I always do it out of five stars, I'm going to give this four and a half stars. Even though there was a lot of chaos, a lot of curveballs thrown away, 4.5. If if I had to go just on the amount of fun I had, it would be a five. It was, like, top-notch wedding. Top-cake ratings. Yeah, I had a a blast at the wedding. It was really good. Um, What about, and when you say wedding, you're talking about reception. Reception, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also for the wedding, the wedding itself, and I give bonus points for this type of thing, it was extremely fast. Like if I clocked it, I think That's it was nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that gave it a star unto itself. Like it that that gave it a baseline level of at least one star. So you know I, mean? I attended a wedding two weeks ago right. and it was a uh traditional Catholic. Right. Went with a communion and everything. That Fif- sounds fifty five minutes. Oh. Yeah, dude. So that that almost gives you a negative star to start. You know what I mean? Like that's tough. You're starting in the hole. Yeah, yeah you're starting way in the hole. Off to a bad start. Yeah. Off to a bad start. Wait, do you have anything else from the reception? No, 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 no. that's it. I had a blast. I, uh, Any fights? Any, I, anybody kicked out? Anybody no, 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 no. It wasn't like your brother's wedding. Now that was something. <laughs> now that was something. Same venue. Yeah. Same it's venue. always, I, I'm, I'm always down to go to y'all's family function, dude, because something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, it's going to get rowdy. Yeah. In one way or the other. And I'm, I want to be there to document and film it. Uh, the wedding got off to a bad start. The Hawks are off to a really bad start. Really bad start. They're yeah. four and six. Last week's seed ceiling watch. Spencer had a three seed. I remained, as I promised you guys, a five seed last week. Spencer, they're four and six now. They are, I believe, 20th in the NBA.com power ratings. Not great. They're not not great. great. So they, buy low now. Worst buy low now. Buy low now. 11 days. Yeah. What is your seed ceiling for the Hawks? I, I think these. I mean, you think they're going to turn it around, right? Uh, I'll get to my seed ceiling in a second, but you think they're not going to be a roughly 500 team. They're going to pull off a win streak. They're going to start beating some bad teams because they've lost to some bad teams here in the past. My, you know, okay, if they 82 10, games, years. I would say that they are going to, to win 49. Okay, so right under 50 wins. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't hate that. I think they're going to win more. I picked them at the beginning of the season to win 55-plus games, which is – Looking tough, dude. They're gonna Not have great. To, they're gonna have to start reeling off some wins here, but I, I like them at the three seed where they're at. I uh, they get Delon You're Wright. Gonna is, keep them at the three seed. Delon Wright is straight up not in the rotation right now, and it's that's kind of terrifying, bro. Like this is a guy they brought in to be their legitimate backup, fifteen to twenty minutes a night, and he's not playing at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's scary to me. Who who and, is playing better than we thought they were gonna play? Cam Reddish, for sure. Who else? 
John Collins, I think. I think John Collins taking his game to another level. I think he's been the best. I, think I, he's expect, been, I expected that. I think he's been the best player on the Hawks. So do I. By far. By far. Oh, so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I expected that. Really? You expected him to be the best player? To play no, better no. And he won't be the best. Yeah. I, he's not the best player. He's played the best. Yeah. For, for the Hawks so I think far, he's but, taking it to another level. But I always thought John Collins was still going to go up. Yeah. The problem has never really been with what he does on the court. It's, it's all between his ears. I yeah, think. yeah. A lot of it. And a, a lot of it is what comes out of his mouth, too. Yeah. In the media. But I think... He just plays hard as shit, dude. Like, he really, really does. Yeah. You can't always... You don't always say that about... I, I, I don't really know anybody that plays as hard as him. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least on this team. And well, and it caught... Like... It has in the past how hard he does play does cost him you'll su- live with success sometimes. But you'll yeah, live of with course that. you'll live with that. Yeah. Of course, better than having Gallinari out there just yeah. slopping around. God, that guy stinks. <laughs> he stinks, dude. That was the worst contract decision ever. I love him. Terrible. So if there's only one or two guys playing better than we expected, how many guys are playing below where they are expected to perform? That list is... Ooh, it's growing, too. Linked. I would like, say Trey Young is like... you. Can, I would just put him as like if you're going stock up, stock down. He's just like, yeah, he's just chilling. Yeah, he's just chilling. He hasn't he done. Should be better. Yeah, he's going to be better. But he hasn't he, shot the ball well, so it's it's just like no, you yeah, know yeah. Like, he's done everything else fine. Like he's his passing has been a one. It's been honestly better than it was last year. Um, he's still getting to the hole. He wasn't getting those calls, and you can tell that was frustrating him for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was some like market correction on the officiating, like. I think it's obvious. It's getting better. Yeah. It was, they did I think the same it's obvious thing for they James were, Harden. They were trying to make a point. You know what I mean? And I think I mean, they, by not calling fouls. That were obviously fouls. Because of Trey Young's reputation. Reputation yeah, yeah, yeah. of drawing fouls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same thing for Harden. Yeah. They it were, happened early, but it's it's starting to go back to what, right. what it always was. Right. Which I still think that that needs to be fixed, but certainly it can't be fixed by targeting the guys that were the biggest offenders of something that wasn't against the rules. Yeah. It's hard. It's sort of convoluted and hard. I, I don't know. I, I still feel like they fixed the wrong rule. I I, I actually kind of liked how if you get somebody on your back and you go up and they foul you, that's that's a foul. You know what I mean? The the ones that I hate are when they go players go around a screen and somebody tries to step over and they just throw the ball up. Like oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. I can't that's stand tough. that. Trey does it all the time, but everybody does it now. But again, I, I will never – I'm not going to blame players for something that they're allowed yeah. to do. Um, and again – that's not even the worst thing about if, if do we have a second? Can I, can yeah, I rant yeah. on this? All so right. you're sticking with a three seed? Yeah, I'm sticking with a three seed. Can I put mine on the record real quick? Yeah, They're go ahead and then I'll finish the thought. They're a six seed. This is a six seed team, and I know people are freaking out right now. You said you would keep them at a five. I had it yeah. written in permanent marker. Just cross it out. Write six and then leave it alone because it'll be six <laughs> all year. I'm leaving it at three, dude. From here on out. I'm leaving it at three. Six seed, I'm gonna write but, it down. With early on, early on basketball. Like just all, but not even just Hawks. All the games that I've watched, they've changed this one rule, and I think it was the exact wrong rule to, to change, dude. The viewing experience of basketball when they do these stupid take fouls to stop the break. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So they foul 50 feet away from the basket because you have a foul to give to stop a layup. The game is never more watchable than when teams are up and down. You know what I mean? It's never more watchable than when people are out on the break. They're throwing down dunks, shit like that. So you take that away from fans on like the stupid technical technicality rule. Like yeah. it's not a part of the game. You know what I mean? And teams didn't start doing this till like 10, 15 years ago. Well, they're becoming more inclined to use every single charts. foul they can. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's what the stats are telling them. That's what the analytics are well, telling them. Of course. Them to do. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but you have to fix that immediately. It's the NBA's right? job to react to what teams do over a time and then adjust to keep the game yeah. watchable. So well, yeah, it's, just it like, is, it's it crazy is about to me, time that they react and adjust. It's crazy to me that they fi- they tried to fix that rule because of Trey and Harden, and they didn't try and fix the take rule. Like it's so obvious when you look back at it. Yeah, like, but they, look, it happens in other leagues too. Like the NFL, yeah, out of nowhere, just like was like taunting is a huge deal, and we're gonna yeah. put an end to it. And we're like, well, you know, there's twelve other things that are yeah. really pressing here. Still don't know what a catch is. <laughs> yeah, way, we like, still don't know what a catch is. Yeah. So but, but let's take care of taunting before that. So that happens in other leagues. Um, That's, I just wanted to get on my high horse about that for a minute. You're good. Is Coach McNate on the hot seat? Do you want to speak to Coach uh, McNate? Coach McNate's seat has never been hotter, dude. It's and, warm. Yeah, it's extremely warm. And now I think the Hawks have seen they have won 
season of sample size. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they can fire their coach and then go on a run. So I think that might just be their thing. You know what I mean? Like if coach if Coach McNate McNasty is it McNasty or McNate? Make both. That's fine. I would say if they lose a few more games, I say personally, you go ahead and fire him. I, I know he had a great year last year. Kick him to the curb. Get him out of here. Maybe Snicker could come on board. Yeah, bring a bring a an old school guy. Bring a, another old school guy. So McNasty's an old school guy. Get an older old school guy. You know what I mean? Double down on that idea. This is a man, Let's, Brian Snicker. When they bring him into the Hawks, dude, he just changes the culture. <laughs> Calming presence, players manager. He comes it, in in cleats, like walks on the hardwood in cleats. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great. No, I mean, I, no, obviously you don't fire McNasty, but something's got to change, dude. Like they, they need to do something. And I did not like Trey's comments. I'm not on. I'm not, I'm not on board. Yeah, with that. those were. That was, it is tough. I it, mean, you th- that remember seems like someone was behind him telling him what to. But I, yeah. he doesn't seem like that kind of guy that would let anyone put words in his mouth. But that I did think not he was seem... trying to fire up his teammates. Yeah, I really do. I feel like he was like talking down to them. Like we're not playing. We're not playing hard. Did it I work? Think, for, I think did it's it work for you? I mean, I, I get what he was trying to say. I think it just came off wrong to everyone else. But it doesn't matter how it comes off to everyone else. Just the people in the locker room. So if they heard his message loud and clear, all good. And but luckily, it didn't come off good to me. Like the good thing about it is that they have been through the fire. Before, I mean, like yeah. they have they have been through a rough stretch before, not under this coach, yeah, but basically the same exact roster has what, been through this a year ago. Well, you they do were struggling under Pierce. What you do like about Trey is that he's not afraid to say something to the media. You know what I mean? True. Like he's not just going to get out there and repeat what a player should say. He'll get out there and like try and get under his bro's skin, under his dude's skin and stuff. You know what True. I mean? Like True. he'll try and be a leader. I like that. All good. All right, college football. Georgia, lose them. Georgia kicked the shit out of Missouri. Yeah, they did. South Carolina kicked the shit out of Florida. And Georgia Southern hires Clay Helton. Uh, I'll let you pick where we start. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on how hot Dan Mullen's seat is. Is it on fire yet? Yeah. Scorching, okay. scorching, scorching hot. I mean, he, he has made what it was a bad situation on the field. Yeah. Even worse with what he continues to do off of the field. Uh, Monday, earlier today... As we're recording this, uh, Mullen fires a couple of assistant coaches, um, and that is almost always the first move, which leads to a coach being outed. Because yeah. before a coach gets fired, he's going to fire other people. Therefore, if yeah. something gets fixed from here on out, the last three or four games, Mullen he looks can like then, a genius. Yeah, Mullen can then point to we got rid of the problem, we yeah. fixed it, and buys himself another year. I think. Look down the stretch, they have got to win almost every one of the games they play. Down the stretch, which is dude. cupcake you. Okay, cupcake you. I mean, they got to win every game, just about. I, I can't imagine that Mullen would be okay if they don't win out. Right, and even then, he could still be gone. So the SEC East is uh, basically it's I all think, tied up. You know I think I mean? it's, it's up all... for grabs. Who's the second best team in that oh, division? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Georgia, I mean, it's might... all wrapped up. Like, oh yeah, 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 it's wrapped. Okay, Georgia might be to playing be the second best team in the SEC East this week against Tennessee. Tennessee could score some points now. Yeah. These guys put up numbies yeah. on the offensive side. Josh Heupel is their coach, the guy from uh, the national champion Central Florida teams um, that went undefeated, I think, two years in a row, maybe. One and a half years. Uh, they come, or Georgia plays Tennessee this week, then Charleston Southern. Who cares? They're going to win by a billion. Then Georgia Tech. Georgia scores more points a game than Tennessee, and Tennessee is one of the best offenses in yeah. the country. They're, gonna ro- they're just going to roll <laughs> over everyone from here on out except yeah. Alabama. And then they're going to roll over everyone from there on out. So against Missouri, um, and again, look, confession, I did not watch a lot of this game because of a certain race in downtown Savannah. That, that got canceled? To, well, I think it canceled. It got adjusted. Right. Which is even worse. Um, so I didn't watch a lot of it. But my takeaway is this. If you thought before this that JT Daniels was not playing – not because of injury, but because Kirby Smart thought Stetson Bennett was the best option. I think you are proven, it's been proven that that's not the case. He's now, JT Daniels is now healthy and he was eh against Missouri. I think Stetson Bennett's going to continue to start, but the moment that things go awry, if they ever do, yeah. JT Daniels is now, I believe, ready to go. Uh-huh. I, I think that for me at least comforts me. Now I, I'll, I'm willing to backtrack and say that Georgia can win a natty with Stetson Bennett as the starter. But I still think JT Daniels at some point, guy. at some point in Atlanta or in the playoffs, um, is going to have to win a game See, for this, him. This this thing, 
this thing they got going on at quarterback is literally the one question mark about this team. It's the last thing remaining. It's so scary though. Like if I would, I would rather have a question mark at any, any other spot. You know what I mean? Obviously. But I think there was a bit of a question mark at receiver before this last week. And I think that Burton and Bowers and McConkey. I I don't understand. Like when you're facing a team like Missouri and you start beating the shit out of them, like, what I don't know. So, I like w- once it's like completely decided. Why don't you have JT Daniels out there for the rest of the game? You know what I mean? Like they're up, yeah, you're up by two scores, thing. up by two scores. Why not? Is he? Why didn't he have, see what he's got going? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't feel like he got enough burn just to just to figure it out because you got to get this question answered immediately. I think maybe Kirby's got in the back of his mind that he doesn't want to deal with that again. So if Daniels were to have gone out, and let's be clear, Daniels did not go out and light the place up. No. His numbers were even better, and so were Bennett's, to be frank, because of what the receivers did in the yak department. Football guy. Yeah. Yards yeah, 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 after yeah, 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 yeah. catch. Uh, we're so not football guys. To be had Daniels gone out and, and lit the place up, then the questions would have been even more pressing. No matter how much Georgia won by, they would have been even more pressing. Why isn't JT Daniels starting? Or before next week's game, why isn't he starting? What will be interesting is what happens against Charleston Southern. Do either of those guys play considerably more reps than the I, other. I, I would think that once it's once they're about two scores, they take both those both of them out. out. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And so there's a real I think you see uh a so, series or two of JT, a series or two of Stetson, and then kick it on back to the freshman. There's a real scenario where Georgia goes into the Atlanta title game and plays Alabama with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. And the last time that Stetson Bennett started at quarterback against Alabama, it did not go well talking about a lot of time for Nick Saban to prepare for a guy that's not a gunslinger at quarterback it's worrisome to say the least this week's uh AP rankings uh Georgia Cincinnati Alabama Oklahoma Oregon Ohio State Michigan State proven to be a fraud they lost they got their ass kicked by Purdue um I still think it's Ohio State and Oklahoma are the two teams that are really important to watch right Oregon beat Ohio State head to head, but we'll it's, see if they it can still make looks it. like Georgia can run the table, lose the Manatti, or excuse me, lose still the, the case. Yeah, losing the SEC championship and still make the playoffs in my mind. Yep, that's still so, the case. Uh, you so got your wish. Even really matter. You got your wish in Statesboro. Oh yeah, Georgia Southern will be moving on. Throw the damn ball, dude. From the option offense, um, I talked last week on our bonus episode. Check it out. Uh, in between ninety and ninety one with John Bryce of Football Scoop. Dot com, um, and he had a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, notably for me was I asked him, would Clay Helton have gotten a head coaching job somewhere else if not hired at Georgia Southern? And he seemed to think yes, or if not, a Power 5 coordinator role. Yeah. So it's a big get for Georgia Southern. It's got, like, this is a coach that won the Rose Bowl. Well, yeah, Bowl. It's, this is, it's, it's a really big hire, right? Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's a confusing hire. In Damn, some, I was teeing you up for one. Dude. In some ways. I was teeing you up for one, remember? We discussed what? this, but you were supposed to say a girthy hire. It's a real girthy hire for George. Oh, Hunter. no. Well, you say it's a big name. Yeah. It's a big name. Big like, name. It's a really girthy name. All right. There we go. But uh, he has no ties to Statesboro and no ties to the Southeast. And look, for all the talk from the Georgia Southern AD about hiring a CEO, there are questions about Clay Helton's time in LA and in Southern Cal that would make you believe that he's not necessarily a tried and true leader of a program. Like very nice guy, obviously has a lot of respect from his peers and from the media, like knows how to do that kind of thing. And right. And, and I think is a more than serviceable recruiter, obviously a really That's, good quarterback developer. But that, in, in a school like Georgia Southern, isn't that all that matters as you recruit? Like let me if tell you get out there the and things, recruit. Let me tell you one of the stories that came out about Clay Hill and just, and then after I tell it to you, we can move on, but this is the kind of thing that got him fired at Southern Cal. Okay. There was a time, and this was a report from the athletic. Um, and I don't know what season it was or how direct it was to him being fired, but this was one of the complaints that directly came to the athletic. One of the players uh, on Southern Cal's team was not going to practice one day and Helton was told about it and knew about it. And then Helton neglected to inform the position coach that that guy wouldn't be practicing that day. Just didn't tell him. Didn't tell Whoa. him. So they come out to the practice field, and in the middle of the practice field, 
you know, assuming the players are around and can see it too, Helton has to tell the position coach who's just, his whole practice plan is fucked because one of his main guys is out and he had no idea all day that he wasn't going to show up. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like that's, you don't hear specific weird stories like that from guys that don't have some sort of problem. So, but he could well have learned from those things and fixed them. But Georgia Southern obviously is moving on from the option. And that is terrible news for this year's team because they have looked really awful since Kevin Whitley has took over. I mean, they won one game and have lost two games, at least that they should have won. So bad news for this year's team, but I think good news for the program. Five-year deal. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, five-year deal. I mean, it's it's about five years, maybe ten years late coming into actually throwing it. I mean, the the whole option thing, it became like ingrained in Georgia Southern culture. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Shouldn't have gotten to that point. I think when they moved it in 2014, you keep it until – when they moved into D1 in 2014, you keep it until that coach leaves. Yeah. As soon as Willie Fritz left, it should have been time to move on. And they tried with Tyson Summers, but that was the wrong hire for that transition. So then you have to go immediately back to the option, and then the option is God from there right, on out. Right, you know what I mean? Because it was better than what was before. But and it's I just... think I think you've learned now that it's not the option that was keeping this this team afloat. It was a program builder in Chad Lunsford. You know what I mean? I, he well, moved them up. Yeah. He moved them up. Yeah. Had a terrible year, ter- terrible couple of years, really, honestly. And Less now than he's gone. But now that you know... It ain't the option that was making this team good. It just just was happenstance. Yeah, they're gonna have to get better players into yeah, Georgia that Southern. Too. Period. Yeah, like, and I think Clay Helton's gonna do that. We'll see if he can land a quarterback out of the transfer portal, or and we'll see if Cam Ransom's any good here down the stretch. I think he'll be playing over Justin Tomlin for a majority of the season here on out. Uh, John Carr Real Estate, you guys know him, you love him. Nine one two 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 eight zero nine one six nine one two 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 eight zero nine one six. The number one real estate agent in Savannah, John Carr. Check him out at johncarrealty.com on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Buying, selling, or wanting to learn more about the real estate market in this area, you need to check out John Carr. He's trying to get to this quota. We're going to reach it. We're close now. We're close to the end of the year, and we want to get over this quota. So tell him we sent you, and you'll get a discount on those listing fees. 912-228-0916, John Carr. Real estate. Um, all right, Spencer, let's wrap up with the NFL. Falcons, 4-4 four and four now. Big, big, big-time win over huge, dude. Taysom Hill and the mighty New Orleans Saints. Uh, so did you, did, you get to, did you get to watch any of that game? Highlights. So first off, that was an absolutely massive victory for the over. Because I, it was huge. It was huge, dude. I did not expect them to win this game, first off. If they lose this game, they go to 3-5. and five. The over is pretty much as good as dead at that point, right? Mm. Now is very much alive. It even looks kind of likely at this point. If you if you look ahead to the schedule and look at the games they're supposed to win, it looks like eight wins is very very attainable. Dallas next week, yeah. Uh, and look, they got exposed this past week. They yeah. were they were rolling pretty easily through the NFC. And yeah, they got I still exposed. think I, I still think Dallas is a pretty damn good team. So do I. I mean, but I think like if you're Atlanta, I don't. There's I, no reason for you not to think. Yeah, you can I don't. Beat them. I don't think you can think that this team is above stumbling, you know what I mean, and losing two or three in a row. Cordero but, Patterson, over 100 yards receiving. Ho-hum, he's huge, their best player. He's huge. their best player on the roster. Uh, former Georgia Southern. You act like great. he was just like breaking off. Right. He he Two great passes by Matt, and one was in broken coverage. But I told you, you in the preseason ahead. he was their best player. I told yeah, you that. Matt Ryan's clearly the best player. It's now. proven to be true. Hold on. I did want to get on my high horse about this. for like, uh, Dude, can we stop it with the this team is Matt Ryan's fault? You know what I mean? Who's like, saying that? Dude, so many Atlanta Falcons fans. I, yeah, people, I don't think that at all. People have been calling for his head forever. It's If anything, it's a shame what Atlanta has done for Matt Ryan. The the offensive line they've put around this guy, as he's going into the twilight years of his career, they should be building this team around him. And it's like it still feels like they're not even sure where they want to go as a franchise. And they, that's a shame that and they've done this. And it's causing the fan base to not know yeah. what's going on. And if, if a fan base is forced to guess, guess what? They will guess. Yeah. That's their right. If, if you're not going to tell them the direction and the plan, then they, they're forced to guess and make assumptions about what's going on. But look, we said this already. When they decided to not trade Matt Ryan last year when they traded Julio jo- or right. when Julio Jones was also in question, when they decided to stick with Matt Ryan, from there on, there is now only one way 
that this thing ends. And it's bad. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's this year or three years from now. This thing will end only when Matt Ryan is so bad that he cannot play anymore. Right. Then they'll pull him, and that'll be the end of it. But they are going to ride him into the ground until it happens. And it's a shame. That's it part really, of it. I mean, like it really is a shame. I think there's some of it that's even Detroit, Matt Ryan's responsibility. Too, even though. Detroit sent, you know, Matt Stafford out of there. But Ryan he hasn't was, been clamoring to get out of Atlanta. Yeah, I guess Stafford was. I don't know. It's some of it is on him. Most I of guess. it is on the Falcons. I would yeah. think. Um, all right, two things from off the field, and then we'll wrap up uh, until episode 92. Aaron Rodgers in the news uh, a lot for remarks that he made about. COVID testing, he was out. Before honestly. we before we get to the serious stuff though, the John Wick costume was cool, right? Like you did you see that? No. You didn't see him as John Wick? No, I've never seen so, the movie either. So the uh the party that was in question, the COVID party basically, uh the party that got everybody sick, he was dressed up as John Wick. He had his hair slicked back, he looked just like him. He looked just like Keanu Reeves, it was scary with the okay. glasses on. All right. That's well, that's good. That's a yeah, plus. Yeah, 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 that's a plus. Now I'll continue to the uh, more serious. So well, look, it's not even serious. He's making it super serious. Aaron Rodgers is entitled to not get vaccinated. I, if, if he doesn't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. He's not entitled to lie about it. And that is what he was defending. Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show that he was at one point in time considering saying he was vaccinated even though he wasn't. There were three vaccinations available at the time before the NFL season kicked off. It's Johnson & Johnson, uh, Moderna, and Pfizer. Yeah. Two of them he wasn't allowed to take because of an allergy. Okay, Moderna and Pfizer. So that leaves Johnson & Johnson. At the time, Johnson & Johnson was going through the callbacks and there was questions about that vaccine. Do you remember this? Yes. So those are the three. So those are off limits. So Rogers goes to the NFL and says, can I be put on your vaccination list? Therefore, I don't have to go through the non-vaccinated protocols, which are being tested every single day at 5 a.m. Seven days a week at 5 a.m. Masks at all times in the buildings. And if you're testing positive, you basically are forced to miss at least one game. Yeah. Whereas if you're vaccinated, it's only two days. So all of these protocols that Rodgers wanted to not go through. He's still having to go through because the NFL said, no, we're not putting you on our vaccination list. So all season, we don't know if Rodgers is vaccinated or not. Now he gets it. And now he goes on his tour of how wronged he's been and how much research he's done. And to get off my soapbox, one more thing. The point about him, he says something along the lines of, I am a person that believes in autonomy for your own body. Like you should be able to treat your own body with whatever you would like, whatever you think is best for it. And I, look, I'm all for that. But to try and say in the same vein that that's not selfish is moronic. Anything that you do that looks out for your own self-interest over the interests of others is by definition selfish. So just say that. You can't go on a crusade and say that you've been wronged when you are putting your body over the success of the team. If you want to do that, that's fine. But you're not a martyr. That's my biggest problem with Aaron Rodgers. He's not a martyr. He's not a Rhodes Scholar. You know what I mean? This guy's not a Nobel Peace Prize yeah. winner. This guy's a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. That's yeah. it. It is annoying uh, when any athlete tries to go out and act like, this is why we hate on LeBron James. Yeah. This is the same reason we hate on uh, Greg Popovich, these guys. Because when you try and elevate yourself over the common man just because you play a sport pretty well, you know, at least intellectually, get get out of here, bro. Like you're not you're not you're not Martin Luther King. Yeah. You're and not Muhammad Gandhi. Rogers you're releases not all of this information too <laughs> on his buddy's yeah. show, on yeah. Pat McAfee's show. Rogers starts that interview, which is forty something minutes long, with eighteen and a half minutes of talking before there's a question asked. That, my friends, is not an interview. Yeah. That's a platform where you're allowed to preach. And he was allowed to do that. So that's where he went to complain about the big bad media was somewhere where he should have came to this show, dude. He we would have poked holes in it all day long. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't want that heat. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that heat. So that was just dumbfounding. Uh, only the second dumbest thing that happened off the field this week, though, in the NFL. And the, and the 
that was the Henry Ruggs catastrophe behind the wheel of a car, drinking and driving, Super going sad. 156 miles per hour. Super sad. Down a city road um, and killing a woman. And Ruggs has obviously done for the foreseeable future. In the he's NFL. done forever. I mean, he's I never come, assume he's, he's done gone. forever. Yeah. Uh, did you see the video from TMZ of the car? No. It, it's terrifying to see how fast it's going. It goes by the security footage in less than a frame. Holy shit. It just zooms by. And before Ruggs' car comes by, you see a car going normal speed. And so you have like a base for yeah, what a, to, a reference. what's about to come. And it is mind-boggling how fast 156 miles per hour was. Damn, dude. So the Raiders organization, boy, they, it, I think... They know, took, they've taken one after another. Yeah, and this is going to sound... You know, really insensitive, but forget it. You know, John Gruden has to be in, at some level happy about this because he has suddenly vanished off of the Las Vegas headlines. Yeah, I mean, all I those emails I, I, and stuff sort of seem not as important when Henry Ruggs killed. I don't somebody. know, dude. He lost out of. I mean, does he still get those tens of millions of dollars a year? If he I, was who honest? knows? We'll have yeah. to figure it out. I mean, I guess it depends on if he's ever in breach of contract yeah who knows all right 92 next week yep Thank i you find guys. you on twitter bro at john sports for me the hot grits on instagram for the show podcast grits on twitter for the show hot grits pod at yeah. gmail.com thank you to our sponsors coaches corner uh uh, dugoutmugs.com all good find me on twitter at Spencer Maddox <laughs> underscore don't you dare forget that underscore I can tell you weren't going to kick it back go back Trav there you go stay safe wash your hands you filthy animals peace